Boy, I sure I sure am glad that Miss Frizzle gave us a day off from all this field trip stuff. You know, it's nice to just do some some internet research at school, you know, kind of learn these 21st century skills. You said it, Carlos. I mean, like going around in the school bus is fine and all, but I, I think that we're really missing out on some of the rigor that only comes from really trying to dive into a subject and seeing what the collective might and brain power of all of humanity has dredged up because like not everyone has a magic school bus. That's right. Well, let's see what we can get to stick on the World Wide Web. All right. Well, I, I think what I really want to figure out, because there's so much buzz about this on the, in the scientific community and on the World Wide Web, let's ask about climate change. Yeah, I have noticed it's been getting hotter. Maybe it's a coincidence. Could be, but, well, let's see what, let's see what the entire world thinks about this. All right. Tappity, 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 tap. That's a little song I sing to myself while I log on. All right, and it looks like people are already starting to, already starting to respond. Yep, the scientific seems... method at work. Part, yeah, okay. part of it is releasing results to the public. All right, let's let's just scroll through a few of these. CO two levels rising. Oh, there's this nice chart. Ooh, See that? Very yeah, it goes perfectly in line with it. And look, it, it cites its sources so that I can find the raw data myself. This is really helpful. It's like if you don't have a magic school bus, well, there's a different mechanism to bring you there. Oh, oh, wait a sec. Are you seeing this? Yeah, this person says that it's all a, a conspiracy and just a hoax. Just a hoax. Yeah, just a hoax. They made Only up all the data. In... Yeah, wow. Hmm. You know, this is the trouble with the internet is that uh, it's it's not always easy to prove everything because you can't see it with your own eyes like you can in a magic school bus. So I guess what we would have to do is, you know, ask for evidence. Yeah, they can't see it with the magic school bus, but we can. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like there's absolutely climate change, so at least as far as we can tell. Let's ask them to cite their sources. What kind of evidence do you think you have that uh, that points to it not being uh, a climate crisis based on human intervention? After all those CO2 molecules we saw wiggling around, it's pretty hard to, it's pretty hard to argue against. Well, maybe they've got an argument prepared. Well, okay. Hmm. They said that we're just stupid socialist marxist dumbasses yeah it's, it looks not like they're saying that we've been brainwashed by an educational system that is not telling us the full truth well, i don't that's... recognize this word what's a feminazi oh uh, well i don't know maybe maybe it's some other kind of maybe, maybe uh, it's let's let's try replying what um I'm, I'm sorry i don't understand do you have actual evidence because the other you know we we can see the effects firsthand you know what? In addition to that, let's also link the evidence from the other pieces that we've already found in case they That's didn't see them. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Whew, it sure feels good to, to contribute to the scientific discourse. Uh-oh. Hmm? Yep. Yep. We're good. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of words that uh, my parents don't like me saying out loud. They're just calling us names now. Hmm. You know, we tried to share something with them and it wasn't what they expected. And it, it seems like rather than engaging with us on any cognitive level they just wanted to dismiss us out of hand so that they could be right even if they're alone do you think maybe professor frizzle could convince them the frizz <laughs> hell no <laughs> Swinging through the stars, take a left at 
your intestine Take your second right past Mars on the magic school bus Navigate on Nostra Land on the magic school bus Bank a plank in two So strap your bones right to the seat Come on in and don't be shy Just to make your day complete You might get baked into a pile Proof? I'm gonna need 150 proof. Cause this is sad and I gotta get drunk. <laughs> Carlos! <laughs> Carlos! Ronana Main Street. <laughs> no, not anymore. It's different now. I don't know. I, I still hear it the same way. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a good point to cut in our climate change discussion from earlier. Yeah, let's do that. Cruising on that Main Street, you're relaxed and feeling good. Yeah, when I went to the Philly climate strike, which was overall pretty excellent, um, very inclusive, mm-hmm. like 20 different groups of people, like uh, Sunrise was the biggest one, which is, you know, the one I'm affiliated with. But, sure. you know, there were people from there. Like, it was interesting. I didn't really it didn't really occur to me until I had gone there that, oh, strikes like like the protests are just totally populated by young people and old people and like no one in the middle yeah because they can't like take time off of work right that makes perfect sense but it's something you never really think about until you're actually there and you're like i (laughs) i i don't belong i think i this is i'm gonna get like torn apart by these two (laughs) these warring clans the the normally normally opposed sides yeah they Um, come together in their ability to not have to do things during the middle of the day yeah, well, I mean, I I uh, pushed my entire department to let anyone who wanted to go go, and they let me, you know, have some a few minutes at the beginning of seminar that week, and uh, I got to reorganize uh, TA schedules so that people who wanted to go could go. So that that very was, cool. That worked out really well. Um, yeah, that's some, that's very cool. That's yeah. that's very impressive that you you kind of had the wherewithal and took ownership of trying to make it a, a bigger thing. Yeah, I I mean it's. So I, I try to be involved, and usually, you know, I don't... I, I've tried a couple of groups in the past, various, you know, progressive causes, and I end up leaving them just because they don't seem like they're getting anything done, but I always, like, whenever I go to an event or something, somebody's like, you have exactly the right kind of energy to speak to people. Uh, can That's you true. Can you do this? And I was like, I guess I'm doing this now. I just keep getting invited to do things. Yeah, no, you do have the right energy for it. I do not, like... I keep on trying to, like, do something with Sunrise, and they're like, hey, we're going to start all our meetings with a sing-along, a chant. And I'm like, no, I'll come back in 10 minutes when you're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I have to, like, excuse myself while they, they, they sing some stuff. I- <laughs> like, I, I get that it's important to them, but, like, I can't be in the middle of that because we- I'm not going to sing, and then I will be the only one not singing. We did some prep at the library ahead of time, and then we marched over to the, the park where, where the event was held, and the you know, the students leading it started a chant and nobody else in the long line was chanting. So I was just like, I don't like this, but I'm better at being an asshole in public than anybody else here. So I guess I'm joining in. (laughs) It's like I started like... Once you've made the decision that you're an asshole in public, (laughs) you have nowhere to go but up. You know, like... 
like yeah it's it's very tyler durden being an asshole in public is the airship in the mid middle of a final fantasy game where you're like oh i can go anywhere <laughs> I, can, I can there's my whole world's open to me now i can sequence <laughs> break the hell out of society <laughs> that, that were anchoring me down or finally letting up <laughs> um, yeah yeah and uh at the march there was like a ton of speakers and then at the toward the end there was a leftist marching band <clears throat> Which was really yeah, with like a bunch of like slogans and paraphernalia that you know said that that's what they were, and they played like some classic swing tunes as well as like some like classic strike songs like uh, labor union stuff. So that was really that's cool. Awesome. That's cool. I I don't go in for the singing thing. Like I would prefer if I if I could, I would prefer all of my activism to be done like with a maximum of four other people like i I don't like large crowds and i don't like commute like i don't i don't really relish the idea of being a community like i want to just i want to play my part yeah you get invited to do like a postcard writing session and like right i'm gonna go knock on doors next weekend for uh for a thing but i I just don't want to be part of the group so you want to be part of like a pyramid scheme for justice I, I mean, I feel like my messaging is pretty clear here. All I really <laughs> want is pyramid scheme for justice. <laughs> I can't see how it could be any more clear. I, yeah, well, like, I, you got it. The thing I realized was, you know, what does the protest actually do? You know, some, you know, local counselors or whatever will, will listen, but in general it doesn't change things. It's actually for the people there to, like, feel important and to do more after that. So it's weird because, yeah. like, this thing that, like, it's to show them that they're not alone. Took a lot of energy and tired me out, and and like, I ended up signing up for a bunch of things. It's like, oh, that was the reward for all the work. <laughs> like, oh yeah. no, I'm. What have I gotten into? But you know, yeah, I, yeah. I can't not. You kind of it's it's tricky because you can kind of trick yourself into thinking, okay, I'll do this, and then I've done my good my good deed for the year as far as like being a citizen goes. No, you just but keep no, doing like, more things. That actually, that was just the that was just the. Uh, those were just the startup costs. You still haven't done the, the actual stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not totally understanding in, in how protests are helpful. Like, I just don't... I am i haven't been with enough of them to, to know the direct and long-term consequences of a protest. I think that you're right in that it, like, gives the people there a community sense and the wherewithal to try to congregate to other kinds of you know organizing mm-hmm. and also it's you know it's got that whole media sensational kind of thing yeah to it, which I, is you know helpful for getting the word out it's just about getting the word out to other people out, who yeah organize. like hey here are some organizations if you're pissed <laughs> um and there's there's something valuable especially in the age of social media for uh for a bunch of people to take a stand against something that is clearly bullshit but is tacitly just accepted by the majority of people right this you know, is, there's it, something to be said for being the one who says fuck that this is like the end of the boys right where it's like well nothing really changed because even though a lot was exposed like everyone kind of already knew that was happening <laughs> yeah but that and uh, like i mean this is getting pretty philosophical but like on a personal level that doesn't mean anything like you mm-hmm. it, it doesn't absolve you of having to care or trying to fix things but the point is not the consequence you have to look at it from the motivation side of things i think i got a lot less angry as a person when i was like oh i can care about things and try to fix things rather than just saying oh well this is a load of shit there's there's this great uh 
there's this great um this this great meme that Ulysses had shared with me in the past, which uh is like a three panel comic, and the first panel just has somebody saying, "I'm angry about this problem," and then the second panel's like the person they're talking to is. Oh, here, this is a solution to the problem. And the third panel is like, no, I want to be angry. <laughs> like, I don't want the solution to the problem. I want, just want to be angry. Yeah, you, you got to have both. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to, like, join and speak at the event because, like, like you said, old and young, I wanted to show, like, the young kids there, like, hey, you know, people, you know, quote, nominally unquote, an adult, nominally adults, you know, we care, too, and we're going to be active. Um, am I when I when I spoke, you know, and, you know, I, I heavily quoted the uh, the hitchhiker's guide. One of the kids in the front row had a sign with a dolphin on it that said so long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> so I was Very like, nice. I, I looked at him and I was like, oh, good. My my speech will go over well with the, with with this crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was uh, the guy who made hitchhiker's guide? I don't remember. Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. Yeah, he really gave us the Rosetta Stone between generations. Yeah, kind of. In in the in those dolphin in the form of dolphins. Um, yeah, that that it is cool that you went to that though. I love the idea and, of dolphin being the universal language, and we're just hicks, and we just haven't figured yeah, it out yet. Yeah, we have like a, a southern, like a Texan dialect. We get like Osaka. <laughs> uh, we like we, we like we 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 speak in language as a you know. In the general sense, but it's it's very low. It's very common. Yeah. It's the common tongue. Do you think that in D&D settings, like, everyone kind of resents having to speak in common? They're like, they called it what? <laughs> <laughs> they Wait, they, okay. They said my language was human? No, I think it's like how, like, you know, the term lingua franca just means like, oh, you know, it's, it's the language of what people are saying. But no, it, it means the French language. We just adopted what it's called. So people say, oh, you know, the common tongue. It's like everybody just says what this is. Oh, but in fact, it's just with the people who are who live in the cities in like Tolkien fantasy. Yeah, it's just like around here. We speak this. We we don't just so happens. We don't think to to call it anything because we all speak it. Yes. I actually didn't know that lingua franca. Yeah. The language of France, which is just over time become like. Oh, you know, you got to learn the lingua franca, like the language of wherever you're at. Hmm. It's like a when in Rome thing because you're not in Rome. Right. But but all the roads do lead to Rome. Um, I don't see a good way of segueing out of this because we still have to do <laughs> some empowered. So I'm just going to like say that now and then I'll be like, and see. so what are we doing today? And that'll just cut yeah, nicely. Yeah. And now we're back. Yeah, I hope it didn't come across as just us bragging to each other about how woke we are. But you know, no, I guess see, we need to fill a... up time because Ben, <laughs> this is the same show it's always, same as it ever was. Yeah, as it turns out, like despite all of the grousing on the internet about how they ruined it, it's the same fucking show. Everyone <laughs> they changed. Like, let's just almost the nothing. Chase here. It's the exact same fucking thing. You know, like oh, you know, they came out with a new balance patch. Oh, Luigi's like two frames slower now. Yeah, <laughs> really, like. Honestly, you know, in this age of 10 Democratic candidates all telling us how much we need to unite instead of what divides us, like, let's just recognize that they're very, very similar before we start getting on our high horses about how they've ruined everything. <laughs> well, Ben, I can't wait to talk about how yeah, this I was ruined our childhood. it, but you, you just fucking crammed it down my throat. <laughs> well, you know. So you uh, can get a better look at, the, uh, at my trachea. I gotta get a look under the hood. If you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, 
<laughs> I think we talked about bus tongues last time. <laughs> we did talk extensively about bus tongues. I assume you went back and listened to it because there's no way you would have remembered bus tongues from four years ago if you hadn't. Yeah, that's well, actually, I totally I was like, I got to remember to listen to that episode so that I can make good contrast and stunning observations. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to do this. Well, Christy and I are playing anime video game looking things. So I need to like do this in one ear and <laughs> balance out my characters. Like playing? it's it's the Tales series. It's, oh, um, the Zestria. Yeah, we, we got three of them after beating Symphonia because they were all on sale. And we're like, well, the Internet says this one's the worst of the three. So why don't we start with that? <laughs> did, did you get Vesperia? Yes, yes. That will be after Bazuria. I actually did. Uh, I actually did play Vesperia and good? it's fine like it's good <laughs> but like at, at like the combat took a took a step up like I think it's actually quite strong oh. even in wow. comparison um the 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 plot is just even more bullshit than before yeah we got and the it. characters we got a, are pretty unlikable for the most part we got likable characters in a somewhat interesting plot oh. but like there's so many extra battle <laughs> systems that don't need to be there the one nice thing about tales of this barrier is that the main uh the main uh the main character and his main rival are just guts and Bur- guts and griffith oh great <laughs> more or less there is a scene my where he anime. just straight up murders someone by drowning him in quicksand though the hero yeah 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 Main good guy. Super good. I <laughs> love it. Yuri Lowell, who is inexplicably not voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, that that's a missed opportunity. Confusing. All He's right. already doing that. He's already in that work. Yeah. Ben, we got off topic already. We didn't do great. <laughs> ben, who are we? But we have the wherewithal to get messy and make mistakes. Yeah, we're willing to learn again. We're willing to not judge something before actually seeing what the fuck it is. Ben, who are we? Goddamn monsters. Uh, my name is Ben. And my name is Zane. And this is the Carton Cast, the show where we review old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults and occasionally look at reboots to see what they changed and ruined. The Carton Cast 2, Bus Harder. Uh, yeah, this is our reheated segment. We did this before with She-Ra, with mm-hmm. Andrew Spawn coming on the show and talking sugar about the new She-Ra series. Um, and yeah, um, we, we compared it alongside the original thing that birthed it. And so we did the exact same thing here with the Magic School Bus, with the difference being we actually have watched the Magic School Bus before for episode yeah. 26 or something. You know, I... I thought over a number of different shows that we could have done for this. And, you know, because Netflix came out with a bunch of reboots in 2017, 2018. They were, like, all bad. Were they? Like, I, I checked out five minutes of Carmen Sandiego, of Mega Man, of Inspector Gadget. They're all just, like, I've heard good things about Voltron. Uh, we haven't done Voltron, so that was out of the picture. I don't feel like it needs to be something that we've done. Yeah, we've watched enough Power Rangers to know. We, we've referenced close. Bulk and Skull. How different could it be? Yeah, yeah we've referenced Bulk but and Skull. Is, we've this watched is the Magic Voltron. School Bus Rides Again, uh, yep. which ran on Netflix from 2017 to 2018, two seasons. It was originally announced in 2014 as the Magic School Bus 360 Degrees, uh, and it's based on the original series from 1994 to 97. Yeah, and so just like last time, I think that it is probably a good idea for us to start at a point of reference by discussing some brief production and what we were talking about last time with the original series mm-hmm. um so as you said it was created in 1994 um it was very popular animated series 
by Scholastic Entertainment, and they did yep. a whole franchise of both books as well as this, and I'm sure had a number of tie-ins to other kinds of media. Yeah, they're, they're doing it again here, except it's on Netflix instead of PBS Kids, which, you know, there's kind of a... <laughs> they're, they're known for different things. Yeah, and it's 23 years later, or 25 years later. Oh my god, it's not 2017? I've lost time. Well, um, it was made in 2017, so 23 years okay. later. 20, and, later. you know, it's it's interesting because I think the idea was this is still really good TV, but kids don't want to watch anything that looks janky and old. Here's the thing. Uh, at the time of the Magic School Bus, the original one, uh, what, what the, the, the conceit of it, which I think is excellent, is that they wanted a way to communicate to kids specifically minority kids and girls, um, how to learn about science in a fun way in order to make it appealing for them to join STEM professions and, you know, get get excited about science. Yeah. It was hugely influential. Like, I don't know any girl in science who has not watched <laughs> and been a fan of Magic School Bus. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a wildly successful series, and as we had discussed previously, they did a good job making an edutainment show maybe not a great job making an entertainment show but on the, but basis, on the pbs curve on the pbs curve and on the curve of edutainment this is the best in the biz this is basically <laughs> as good as you can do this is the gold standard it's the gold standard yeah exactly did you know that gold's elemental symbols are au for aurum ow because ow. it's one of the oldest known elements is it really uh yeah it's one of like the original eight that we knew about before we knew what elements were Right when we when philosophers tried to stone them up, the stupid times. Did you know before they did like the four elements of Greece with like the earth, fire, water things? They thought the three elements were sulfur, mercury, and salt. That's not like the craziest thing I've ever because like that's pretty close to the four humors almost. Uh -huh. You know, phlegmatic, yeah. uh, riboflavin, and uh, THC. That's correct. <laughs> or whatever. Let's go to the board. <laughs> Survey says. Family Feud, but both teams are really high. <laughs> it just keeps passing back. <laughs> Steve Harvey melts. <laughs> Family, uh, I, I can't make a pun. I was gonna do something like Puff Puff Pass, but I couldn't couldn't get it there. Uh, anyway, it, it's it, the the original series succeeded with flying colors, both on both both in in public, both on uh, also on PBS, Scholastic. Uh, Scholastic Entertainment, and also with the Curtain cast. So, yep. like, we we went on the record of saying that this was a great show, and it really knew what it was doing, and it was very successful at it, while at the same time providing enough of an entertaining backdrop such that you could, you know, kind of follow along and get sucked up in the story. And it's weird, because this seems like the kind of show that they could just keep making. Like, you never run out of scientific ideas. Um, you know, Arthur kept on going throughout the years, and it was just kind of pro-social stuff. Like, this this I could see as just being, like, an ongoing series, but it stopped for some reason. Yeah. I, so I, I think I, the idea sure to why. bring it back, you know, as or not as part of this, uh, uh, you know, nostalgia baiting of the past several decades... You know, I think it was. I think it was not only a good idea. I think it was long overdue. Yeah. Uh, so you've you've you're in grad school now, so you've probably been teaching for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any new appreciation for this kind of hands-on Montessori school of letting kids explore their environment and learn through 
through through telling and doing rather than kind of rote nomen rote uh, repetition and and rigor. You know, the last time that we did the Magic School Bus, I was a public school teacher. And, you know, that was an age group that was much more appropriate for this, although still older than probably the target market. And I think, you know, the hands-on stuff, trades are definitely more emphasized now, and it's definitely useful. But you you take any kid and you put them into an entrance college chemistry course they're going to figure out what every piece of glass is for. It's pretty self-explanatory. And they can pour things just fine. They can measure just fine. A lot of this stuff is, like, pretty intuitive. But, you know, where the kids actually fall down all the time is the math and the reading comprehension. So I, I feel like this show and is more... And the independence, frankly. Yeah, you know, they don't want to get things wrong because whenever they get things wrong, that's another, you know, $2,000 that the universe is going to bilk out of them. Yep. Um, <laughs> based yeah, on no, what their parents totally have told right. them. Not to mention a great amount of familial shame. Yeah, like, parents, t- be be better. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely their fault. Like, if their kid doesn't do well at school, then their family's fucked. No, you know, the, there's a lot of societal issues here <laughs> yeah, I don't like, want to get into. No, I mean, like, it, it's a relevant topic of discussion for this. My My point here is, I think the emphasis was that the people who made this saw that science was no longer being trusted in the United States. Um, there was a lot of um, doubt over the scientific method about scientific consensus, you know, things from climate change to evolution to who knows what else. You know, uh, vaccines are good. Earth is round. Don't drink bleach. You know, they're very like... <laughs> like, this is basic. Like, come on, guys. It's grade one, SpongeBob. Um, but the... So I think it's just trying to show, like, Science isn't this scary, unknown thing. We can all do it. There's no bad side to thinking reasonably. Yeah, we're not, like, we're not in the novel Frankenstein or something. Like, it's... But, and it very clearly wanted to paint a wide appeal. In the, uh, there was an episode where they talked about clean energy. Mm. Where they're like, oh, we need to power up these lights. Um, we need to find different ways of doing it. And... They didn't say a word about, you know, climate change. They just said generic, you know, pollution. Oh, we have a generator, but it's causing pollution and it breaks down. Like, do we have other things? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it, a practical concern. It wasn't, uh, uh, you know, politically or ideologically biased the way that science is generally seen now. Not that it actually is. Yeah. And, and to take it a little bit far out, out of the realm of potential controversy, just so to keep the conversation moving and make sure that we don't get mired into our own... Uh, hate angers. God, I have so much hate anger. I know. You got a lot of it. It's bursting. Uh, this is doing something that we have seen before, where kids do have a natural inclination to... They mm-hmm. like scientific concepts. They like the scientific process, and just generally moving around in their environment and figuring shit out on their own. Like, that's that's what you do when you're a little kid, you know, clanging blocks together, playing the game of, hey, let's make gravity work for us to make the clatter sound. Yeah, it's not just kids. I Whenever I learn a thing about cooking where they're like, and this is because the atoms are... I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's like that one scene in Breaking Bad where he's explaining like how like an egg coagulates when you mm-hmm. heat it up. This is pretty cool. Like, and, and something that we've dealt with before, when we I think when we were talking about DuckTales, how they used to have those comics that uh like where donald duck would use a bunch of ping pong balls to float a boat up or something like that it was crazy yeah. but it was like rooted in this sense of kids want to know this shit because it's yeah. pretty cool and the thing 
I, I like that they didn't fall into the trap I was worried about, which is to treat it as this like I fucking love science meme sort of well, territory we're still, where it's we're still like talking about the original right now. Yeah, both where it's I like mean, sure. oh cool cool pictures. Oh, we're traveling planets. That's cool. But learning about the planets is the actual like that's the actual engaging thing. Yeah, you're not there for a selfie. Although well, they, they actually they do, do. They take selfies in the new one. I yeah. actually think that's charming. That's great. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like it, it's you know just to just to kind of round out the the point that yeah, I was the making. Original. Yeah, the, of of the original being like very much a kids like this stuff. We're going to show them it in a very um, approachable, very fun way. It's it's kind of like I, I don't know if we can do this for every age group, but it's like just it's just like MythBusters for a younger age group. It's like yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's MythBusters, and then you get older and edgier, and you're like, oh, these true crime dramas where they use forensics. That's yeah, and, great. And you're slightly less older and edgy, but you've got more more piss and vinegar because you watched Fight Club too many times, and you're like, give me Deadliest Warrior. And then you're on to Breaking Bad, and then you're on to NCIS, and by that point, you're like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you're I'm... gone. <laughs> Once you've reached NCIS, you need to tap out of the conversation, honestly. Yeah. Was, was it NCIS? Was it that the one that has that famous image of like two people trying to figure something out at a computer and like one of them shoves the other one over and they both start typing on a single I, keyboard? I think so. It's so good. It's amazing. Like there's, there's basic no irony stuff, guys. in their eyes at all. It's just it's so easy to ask a scientist, "Hey, does this look like like the dumbest shit you've ever seen or like how much of this is true to life, sir?" I have never known a scientist to, like, get an email from a random person asking for just, like, any science fact and not respond. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, not move that to the top explaining. of the email pile. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I think that, like, <clears throat> I don't know. The, I mean, the, the, the career of the, the a career scientist has such a has such difficult balancing act of remaining relevant to people they want to teach and remaining relevant to the scientific community because they're very starkly contrasted. And in a way that the reboot actually made me kind of confused is like Miss Frizzle would not be a PhD candidate from just from her gig at grade school. Like she would not be a professor now. Well, like she's got to do some postdocing. She's going to have to eat some crow for a few years. There's no she way. She was taking night classes. What? She was taking night classes. She's I mean, she, night, night classes? she only has she only has one class to teach. It's a small class size. It's clearly a very supportive administration. You know, they probably got a strong union. She takes classes at night, and she earned her PhD over ten years. <laughs> I don't see why this is hard to get. Uh, <laughs> like, I kind of like that. Actually, happens all the time. <laughs> We're gonna retcon. That's the explanation. Um, you know, that's why that's why it was delayed for twenty three years. But, but anyway, I, I do think that we do have like a. Uh, I think that we've got a pretty good idea here of, like, there are shows at every age group that yes. all revolve around this concept of, no, no, we want to see science in action. Like, action science is absolutely something that people love. Yeah, show us the process. That's actually process. great. Show us how the, the sausage is made. The episode about engineering and learning through failure was so fantastic. So cool. Um, but we'll get to that. I, I want to say that this is why people love the original so much and why fans were so concerned about no, them no, no. messing you're, it You're up. mistaken, Zane. The reason that people love the original so much is because it had grainy, grainy textures and that and that Miss Frizzle had a gigantic schnoz. The That's schnoz the was important. That's the reason, I won't Zane. deny that. Um, but my question is, do you see this show, the, the reboot, as a continuation of the original or a pretender to the throne? A continuation. 
There's mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt in my mind. This is this is this is absolutely legit. I so, you know now here's here's the exactly second question. The same thing. is this is this the the you know the finest king we've ever had, and this is his noble son who's going to carry through, or is this like his second-born son who is like, ah, you know, guys, I'm, I'm. We're we dealing uh, with a walking phoenix here. Look, my my dad did these crop things, and I did these crop things. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't, I don't necessarily things. know. Let's maybe, let's maybe revisit that when we get a little bit farther down the line, and uh, mm-hmm. let's introduce the uh, new series, Magic School yeah. Bus Rides Again. So. We all know the general premise. Ms. Frizzle is teaching a class of elementary school students. They have a problem, and they have a scientific concept, and the two kind of intermingle over the course of an episode, at the end of which they have learned a thing, they apply it to their situation, everyone's happy. Yeah, more or less, and that's, you know, that's what you want. And the Um, way they learn things is by taking field trips on this magic school bus, which can go anywhere, do anything, but doesn't quite give up the ghost. Like, you still got to work for it, kids. Yeah, it's, uh, what I like about the new version especially, but in general, like, both versions in general, is that, uh, it doesn't just, it's not just an instant win button. You know, they don't have fairly odd parents. What they have is, they they have the tools to get from step to step, but they need to start walking there on their own. Mm -hmm. And then this facilitates them learning. You know, kind of in the same way that you need, uh, you need a classroom full of supplies before you're going to do your baking soda volcano. You know, you right. you need you need the, the the tools there before you can actually learn. You can't just learn writing on a chalkboard forever. It, it doesn't right. work like that. You need to actually engage people by bringing them from location to location, and this bus is a metaphor to make that happen. Do we want to go into detail about how this sort of setup works, or do we want to get right into the comparisons? Assume people have you know are familiar Let, enough with the magic school bus. Let's set it up. Bus. Let's set up the details. Okay. What, what, Which ones? What did you mean? What did you mean by details? I was wondering if there was anything else we needed to say. Um, I, I mean, like, I, there, there's a couple, you know, points that need to be that need to be drawn. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that this is because it is trying to appeal to you know the youth in general. It, it uh, the original Magic School Bus had a uh, penchant, a, a point of a, a feather in its cap was that it was very good on representation we didn't have yep. captain planet's planet stuff where they just announced their races to each other it was just a class full of kids that just happened to be a bunch of different ethnicities and genders so right you know and and the new series is true to that as well but i think there are minor yeah, it's actually, changes it's the same kids they're one year older um you know all new voice actors of course because uh, these are actual children you know they're not famous you you, you um, have to make those you have to make that allowed that's the, gotta be okay and we'll get to the cast changes in a second, but yeah, so like just here's an example of, um, you know, how an episode would work. There was one that I watched because it was the chemistry one. It was called Three in One, and it's, uh, you know, one of the kids says like, I want to do really well at this year's science thing. The theme that they gave us is three in one machine. She's mm. And so she's constantly thinking like, what's a three in one machine? Meanwhile, for reasons I don't remember, they end up shrinking down in the bus to the molecular scale to check out ice. And I'm sure they tied those together a bit more fluidly. Um, But they check out how the ice works, and they're like, does this give you any ideas? And they're like, okay, well, let's heat this up, and it becomes water, and then it becomes gas, and eventually they're like, oh, you know what? That's a three-in-one machine. Mm -hmm. Let's build a model of that 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 
demonstrates it at the life scale. But all the things happen on the molecular scale. You know, somebody rides off because gases separate very much or, you know, you know, they're riding around on water molecules is the central image of that episode. Right. And, and here we have like the generic. Uh, formula for a magic school bus episode is that there is something that they're talking about in class miss frizzle offers let's go on a field trip to figure this shit out <laughs> yeah you know, hey frizz i have the slightest inconvenient or inconvenience or desire get on the bus kids get on the bus and they they all go i did to, not prepare a lesson plan they, get on the magic yeah, bus <laughs> i had quite a bender last night and we're watching a movie you're watching a movie you kids like das boot <laughs> we're watching das boot <laughs> Uh, and they so they go to whatever setting they feel like that will help demonstrate the problem. And the kids kind of just take over from there. You know, they figure out what do we need to do. Frizz politely and correctly stays out of the way and lets them run around in this environment figuring shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, eventually they 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 conclude with, uh, you know, a, a kind of a summary of how everything works. It's, it's difficult to explain how and why it's done well, but it is done well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it's seamless, but a kid won't recognize the the edges on that ship like we're going to because we're cynical and we've seen the structure before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and not to, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been a teacher, not to say this is clearly a way that you want kids to learn. It's not feasible, right? You no. know, I, I always think they back literally to, uh, have a magic device to help them. And also, like, I think of like food wars which has a lot of the same ethos, except it's about cooking instead of science. <laughs> Can you help draw this parallel for me from a thing that I love to a thing that I don't know except for in tones of derision? They're at a cooking school, and they have to cook well, and they're, they have a bunch of exams where if they fail, they're kicked out of the cooking school. Is the cooking and school called School Cookwell? Something like that. Okay. And so the the main character, you know, he's not you know, a prodigy or anything, he just practices and he tries things again and again and he refines his idea and he thinks critically and it's the same sort of thing. And you're like, why can't I do that? Why can't I like experiment with food and come up with stuff? And then you're like, oh, I don't have all these fancy cookware. I don't have a million hours and a million dollars to practice with things like this is uh, what, what's the, an aspirational look at learning? You know, it's it's also I don't know. I think that maybe you're you, Maybe being a little too harsh. I think the point is just like, is just, you know, is just to get people to try. You know, like, I think that it's very easy to catch yourself in that hole of, I don't have all the materials in order to do the job well, so I'm just going to not try. I guess I'm just like thinking back to principals telling me like, why can't we make this lab or this subject more interactive and more like student focused? I'm like... It's isotopes, dude. Like, how do you want me to... Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know how there, I can do that? Like, it, I it does. It does eventually get there. And I think we talked about in the original series that they had a much harder time with more abstract sciences. Yes. They did a much better job of that this time around. Yeah. They, 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 got, they got there. Probably just because, like, things like computers and, you know, technology, like, people have a much more intuitive sense of that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's anyway. my tangent. Nope, no problem. Uh, let's briefly discuss the production of the new series. Netflix made it. Yep, uh, it was made by Netflix um, with Lily Tomlin reprising her role as Miss Frizzle, and then just like everybody else is new, just all new cast basically. Um, yeah, it, the the yeah. voice actors are new. The characters are the same. The big shift in terms of the the people is, like you say, 
Lily Tomlin, the original Frizzle, people were very concerned that the new voice actress was not going to live up because uh, the professor, Professor Frizzle leaves in the first episode. She's like, kids, I got a real job later. Um, <laughs> here's my daughter or younger sister or something. Uh, Fiona Frizzle. Yeah. Uh, younger sister, I, th- I believe. Uh, there, there was actually a uh, Fred- Channel, Channel Frederator brief synopsis of the major changes between the new and old hmm. one that yeah. I can recommend as kind of how to get your feet wet if you don't know the main changes. Uh, the main changes are the difference in, you know, which Frizzle is teaching the class. And, you know, there are, are all also a bunch of new voice actors for the kids, but that is pretty inconsequential yeah. incon- Inconsequential because the kids were always inconsequential. Yeah, and this is basically a Frizzle clone that's a little more up, a little more goofy. Yeah, the, the, the difference is, the main difference is that the animation style is very different. Yeah, I am, I'm going to have a lot to say on that in we, a bit. We definitely have a lot to say. I think that we don't need to necessarily hit it yet. Um, I, it it but, was definitely the most jarring shift. It took me a bit to get used to. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. But it is the same producer as Scholastic Co- Corporation, and you can really see the um, you can really see the drive to just make a good show to tell kids about science. Like I don't think I think that that tone is still really well captured. Like I, I think their hearts are still in the right place. I think that the direction is still very good. Yeah, here's the brilliant thing they did because. It does take a bit to get used to if you're a fan of the old series, and they knew the fans would have a problem with it. So what do they do? First episode, Lily Tomlin comes in and literally hands the reins off to this new actress, and the entire central conceit of the first episode is, guys, guys, change is hard, but it happens, and it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's shamelessly <laughs> self-referential. And, and, and if you fight against it, you're going to cause the death of an island. Yeah, <laughs> death of an island. <laughs> Um, so like that was that was I think if they didn't do that people would have a lot more like knee jerk reaction against it maybe but they did I, have just, a knee jerk reaction at. against it I saying I don't know how to frame this like do we are we talking about the show or are we talking about the backlash my understanding of the backlash is people were concerned they were going to mess it up they were worried that the new voice actress for the frizzle was Kate McKinnon who is a comedian um best known for portraying hillary clinton on snl so they were like oh she's gonna make it goofy and weird and like avant-garde and postmodern, like everything is now mm. and then when the show actually came out i think everyone was kind of like oh no this is this is fine i i don't think that that is the i don't think that that is the reception that i have okay seen. Well, what 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 because i didn't delve too deep into it i was like how could anyone have a problem with this so yeah, uh, I went to the Wikipedia page for Magic School Bus Rides Again, and right there on reception is this great sentence by the pe- person who put the Wikipedia page together, which references um, a article in um, in Decider, which says, Why has this good-natured show already received an inordinate amount of judgment? How can this much vitriol be thrown at a creation before anyone has seen it? <laughs> If you go that's, on to... That's you know, the $100 our, question of the internet, Ben. Yeah. Like, why why blame something before you've seen it? If you go on to uh, Common Sense Media, which is kind of our touchstone for edutainment, mm. um, you see just, like, everybody fucking hates this show. Mm. You know? Like, uh, I, I, that's not entirely true. All the kid reviews are pretty, pretty negative. Um, the adult reviews seem to be split. I think that the kid reviews are probably also adults. That is my guess. <laughs> Do you, do you, do, I, I forget, is Common Sense Media the one that's kind of very fundamentalist and against diversity? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's more just like, 
uh, I don't think it's against diversity. I think it's just like parents who are scared of sex and violence in their shows. Right. Yeah. I, I, I guess depending on the particular example, it might be the thing that you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, you know, people are saying a bunch of very difficult things. Um, let's see. And, and like the main complaints that they seem to have uh, break down into three camps. One, which is that Miss Frizzle basically turned into a version of herself that is more conventionally attractive. Oh, I didn't even really notice that. I, I think that's a valid critique. Um, two, the style that Miss Frizzle has is, uh, or actually, no, this is more point one, uh, that the that her style is limited to the skirt pattern and earrings that she wears. Stop, like, like this is a different person <laughs> in universe. Like, let her be her own person. She's not a carbon cutout of of the former one. Like it's that's ridiculous that's a ridiculous thing to say why have you ruined my childhood and be like For, she hasn't changed her clothes to fit the situation can you imagine enough. making that criticism at any kid's cartoon i it's like that's it's, wild it, it's like we it's like the thing that we found in yeah, how come bart simpson didn't grow up huh that's that's unrealistic it's it's well and that's the second episode in this in this show but it that's that's the that's the same thing that we've that we ran across in Shira is that mm, yeah people had uh had problems how, how come this thirteen year old isn't sexy to me that's exa- yeah and like <laughs> what you see behind that actual question is the intent which is like I still I I want the show to be the way it has always been in my mind and yeah this new change this change is a challenge to that and I have so deeply internalized my love for this show that I see this change as an assault on my beliefs. And that's the most charitable interpretation of that I, of that perspective. <laughs> I think it I think it's valid. I think I think that makes sense. Like I think I like, I understand that perspective. It makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to like throw up all over the internet about it. Yeah. But like like oh something's different. I got to just accept that. Like Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like the Popeye in color, but like and just watch old Popeye. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's still there. Calm <laughs> down. Uh, and the, the other big difference, as we said, is the animation style, which granted, it yeah, looks that was different. It, it looked, we should, I, first I thought it looked bad, and then I got used to it. Why don't we, why don't we talk about the animation specifically? Sure, because that's, that's actually kind of a big thing. That, that's so, a core of the differences between the shows, so let's, let's just talk about that now. Instead of traditional animation, we have something called Toon Boom, which is a Flash Player-like software program, but it's intended for TV instead of the web because you don't need to plan for user interaction, so you can kind of streamline processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, and, yeah. Yeah. It, it, people... it reminded me of those jib jabs. I've, I've seen a lot of kind of kids shows that look a lot like this in in recent day in in recent uh, in recent years, and you know I don't watch kids shows that much, so I never really had to be confronted with multiple episodes of that animation. Mm-hmm. Um, people say it looks cheap, according to the internet. I understand their their reasoning. the The problem is that like, and I don't know if I've totally fleshed out this idea, but. The point of the Magic School Bus is to meet kids where they are. Mm-hmm. And kids today are not in a grainy, hand-drawn animation style. They're not. They are. True. Like, that's... If you... Like, I can't go and, like, try to show somebody that... Uh, like, I can't go and show someone the original 80s Berserk cartoons or He-Man <laughs> and be like, 
Just watch it and you'll this like it. This is the it. top of the pops, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to explain to them, I know that the animation sucks. Like, or, or that is just very different from what you're used to. Yeah, I gotta massage this. But that you have to you have to apply that it runs in both ways like yeah. you 37 year old man who used to like the magic school bus as a kid you don't get to claim that this one looks <laughs> bad you're, you're too biased you like i don't think you i can't be objective about it and i didn't care that much about it and and, and i like, watch all cartoons all, all the time on these different metrics like if if I can't claim that I'm unbiased in looking at this one and being like, mm-hmm. yeah, it does look kind of cheap, that you can't, no one should be able to claim that it's, that they're unbiased yeah. about this. And if you took like an action show and transformed it and it, you know, because you can do traditional animation frame by frame with this, or you can treat the images kind of like puppets to move them a lot easier with a lot less manpower. If, if this was an action show and the action suffered because of it, that's one thing. This has always been a stand around and talk show. Yeah, and I mean, that's what like, this is perfect for. You know, it's it's and it's on on the on the uh, on the spectrum of stand around and talk shows such as He Man. Uh, the they 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 don't they don't stay stuck still. Like they're all moving independently, which is like kind of my threshold. Yeah, the kids for, they got wiggly energy. Yeah, it, it, that's my threshold for do they actually care to like animate them? Like honestly, the biggest problem in animation that I had was just that the kids were smiling too much. Yeah, I hate children. (laughs) Yeah, this style, like, I was trying to figure out, like, what was about this that was jarring to me. Because, like, this style, you know, it didn't start with Family Guy, but that's definitely a big popularizer. And then I figured it out. This looks like The Awesomes. It it looks plastic. It looks enough like The Awesomes where it took me a while to realize, like, this is a style for an X-rated show. Huh. I don't know if I necessarily or, or agree with not, that. not in general, but like whatever the Awesomes was rated, like it was definitely yeah. PG thirteen at least. Yeah. Um, and it, like it just took me a second to realize, like, oh, this is a different show that happens to have a style that I associate with something very different. Honestly, I just had to get used to it. Like, I I can't claim that it's bad or good. I do know that they used a flash style animation as opposed yeah. to hand drawn animation because it's twenty fucking nineteen. <laughs> One thing I of really like about they the don't fact use that a hand drawn style of animation. That's ridiculous. What I like about the Flash style animation is it actually made me feel like I was in a classroom. Because you remember those old classroom games where you're like dragging assets around a screen? Yes. Like it looks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, do, it does kind of bring you back to that. Um, I I went around the internet and like I went I went through the comment section of like uh, the Frederator video thing. And I found one comment that I, I kind of liked a lot. And so I just went and which went and clipped it out. Uh, it's by the user Anjaman Rules. <laughs> Which, that's great. He's a digital monster. Uh, and he, he says the following. I've seen a few episodes of the new one, and I like it. I just have to get used to the animation. That's the problem when a show I loved as a kid comes back to TV in a new format when I'm an adult. It feels like no time has passed, and the new show should feel like the old show. Done. Like, yeah. look, look at this person. They're like, I didn't originally like it because I recognized that it was different from a thing that I loved. But after I you know took the time to get used to it it was fine it's fine guys it is fine and like go through a few episodes and see if it like registers as a fine and again it's an edutainment show not an an entertainment show right so like you know maybe don't expect uh be entertained don't expect to be entertained don't expect futurama like we're, we're dealing on different fucking axes here and you know the the poster child for like 
oh, they they tried too hard to keep things the same and it ruined it is Sonic the Hedgehog. So if you wanted more of Sonic 06, like, this, <laughs> yeah. like they could have, they shouldn't. Honestly, like in, in spirit, I think that this is actually exactly the same as the old Magic School Bus. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've, I've kind of went through my gripes and like a reaction to the reaction i mean that's kind of what a lot of the show that's kind of like what a lot of what we have to talk about is because when you get down to the show itself yeah we're going to talk about a few nitpicks and differences and some this bit's a little better this bit's a little worse but it really is the same show and the fact that it had such a response is the interesting thing about this that's true yeah like i honestly uh i feel a little bit bad because i think we've been meandering a lot because we're not using our standard format here um, the big story about this is why are adults so upset that the Magic School Bus is now accessible to today's generation? Mm-hmm. And it's because they don't recognize that it's for today's generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't have it both. If uh, you want your kids to be you, you have to accept that they're also kids. Yeah, and like you don't want your kids to be you because you're clearly terrible. You're um, awful. In any case, read um, a book. Let's go to the new series and and, and try to actually go a little bit more our classic format just to to flesh this to start fleshing this out yeah so i want to talk about uh new frizz the frizz kind of so my question is you know what do you think of the casting because this is an unorthodox choice not a not generally thought of as a voice actor you know a comedian um clearly in the public consciousness but so i i let, let me go through kind of my notes on her um yeah so Kate McKinnon, you know, she, uh, uh, according to her Wikipedia, is what well, has been an astrophysics nut since she was 12. Hmm. So I have no, um, I, I don't think that she did it out of any kind of, uh, you know, trying to catch the next big thing. I think she did it because she was probably one of those kids who watched the original and was like, this shit's great. The energy comes across as earnest. It does. She is a little bit of a space case. And yeah, it, definitely, definitely more accident prone than the original. She also feels like she's trying too hard to she's be def- to be kind of cool, you know. Like a lot of the phrases, like sounds action tastic, and the catchphrase of like like my blank relative old something or other used to say a non sequitur. It's a it's a pun based friends and relatives thing. The original Frizz did that too. They're just much more obvious here. Like, they're much more jarring. Yeah, yeah, they are. So it, it, it comes across as a look at how quirky I am sort of sitcom friends sort of routine rather than just being quirky. Well, this is this is very much a modern sensibility where we're much more aware of the messenger uh, relative to the message. You know, this, this is sort of a reversal from previous. And so I think that's consistent with the times. I definitely believe the character as like i'm trying to fill some big shoes but she seems she seems confident i had the same note written down is that she just she needs to fill big shoes yeah but she needs to come into her own and i think she does get there i also kind of like the idea that she is sort of a uh, a mirror to the comedic stylings of a new generation like yeah the reason that she may not read to us as as good as old frizzle is because she is also from a different time like mm-hmm. it, it just like the the science concepts are going to be new and updated so is you know what the fun teacher looks like like back in 1990 something you didn't have a teacher who could you know have tattoos or you know talk about punk rock you you did have to be a you know pretty straight laced much more maybe not uptight but professional and she yes. is a lot less quote-unquote professional 
Remember, Bill Nye is a popular scientist because at the time that he came around, wearing a bow tie, height of comedy. Yeah, and you, you've taken that <laughs> to heart. Um, yeah, but I, I like, it's fine. It's the same, but more, but a little different. Like same, it's 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 the same mirror that you have to hold up to the show as a hold, as yeah, a yeah. hole. Yeah, you don't I, hold up a hold. <laughs> I th- I think that I think that I uh, just like the animation. She took a little bit of getting used to for me, just like Arnold did. Like so, let's talk about the first episode. Like you had said. Well, well, just a second because oh, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, I I don't remember. I think you said that you personally found her very sexy, and I want to just <laughs> I don't want to just sit on that for a second. Uh, it, it's it's a criticism that I've seen floating around the internet is that they gave uh, the. The words of the internet are that some people were upset that they gave Miss Frizzle a nose job, mm-hmm. which I, I think is a valid critique, is that they made this, you know, this icon of cool teacher, and in order to, you know, uh, keep, keep her current, they had to make her sexier. She didn't need to be. Like, this could have been a good moment for some she style, like, body positivity, like, not the conventionally attractive person, and I think that removing... But that the fact that Miss Frizzle looked matronly and bizarre does kind of remove something, or at mm-hmm. least it 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 sends a weird message. Um, it changes it, the relationship somewhat. Not in the way that the not in the way that the kids would notice, but in a way that clearly other people noticed. It doesn't change. I don't think it even changed the relationship. I think it just says something about like appealing to a market that we didn't used to. I don't know. I, I, I can't really explain exactly why it's like like a, a modern troubling. sensibility of it's not enough to be competent. You also have to be a, like attractive. Yes, yeah, so somewhere around there. there. Like I think there's maybe something to yeah, that. It's, it's floating there. It's I'm flo- not sure. It, if, it's floating. I'm not sure if it's good there. or bad. I, I don't think it's good. Like I, I don't think it's a nail in the coffin. Like I, I think it's just you know I didn't need her to look sexy, and the fact that she mm-hmm. does makes me think that that it was a marketing decision, and that is weird. Yeah, somebody thought about it. Yep, somebody made a decision to give her a more slender nose, despite them being sisters. Okay, sure. like you know, um, like I said, eventually her enthusiasm does come through. So in the second episode, when they're testing whether a brick house can stand being blown away by a huge fan, like the whole thing is the three little pigs. We want to make this like it was actually a great episode because they my uh, dad's letting it all hang out. <clears throat> she's on brick. Yeah, more or less brick house. <laughs> the the episode is actually great because a reviewer comes to the play ahead of time and says, "Listen, uh, I can't. I'm not going to enjoy this unless it's realistic," which is like also kind of a mirror to what the internet was saying at the time. <laughs> like not realistic enough, not good. Mm. But uh, the way that they get around that is they're like, okay, let's make a really sturdy brick house. And they use, you know, apply engineering concept of trying it a bunch of different ways. Um, and when they do it, it falls down the first time. And New, Fre- New Frizz's response is, that was great. And they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, first of all, it was loud, which is always great. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, we learned so much. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that, that feels like pretty classic Frizz to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's the kind of thing that you want and have kind of come to expect in a science teacher. Like, a science teacher who's not into, like, big, loud noises and explosions is kind of past their prime. Yeah, uh, they, they, they've, gotten, they've gone over the event horizon of being a useful teacher to being a fossil that is fun to look at and occasionally get, uh, you know, get to, 
get to be one of the writers on your paper. I just don't understand why the kids don't like math anymore. <laughs> yeah, in my day. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so that that sounds like it was a good, like, hey, we're not just interested in the um, results of science. Like, we're not just fact-sharing, but we're also showing the process. The process. Yeah. And, and speaking of the process, the fact that the tech has improved in the past however many yeah. years in the classroom is actually also mirrored in the show. You know, Same show, different decade. Exactly. And so in the original show, I went back and looked at a couple of things. There was an sure. episode where they, uh, where they were talking about sounds and how sounds were made and vibrations, you know? And yeah. the way they, the, what, what they did back then was they put gog- goggles on that allowed them to see sounds. So someone, you know, clapped their hands and you could see the ripples coming out of the place where they clapped their hands to denote, hey, this is your compressional waves. So sounds yeah. travel out like a wave, like a, like dropping a puddle in a pond. And that's fine. In this episode, in the Three Little Pigs one, they were testing the brick house to see how well it could withstand some wind being blown on it. And not only... Did you see the wind lines? But you also saw them in like red and blue with like different um, different length arrows, like an infographic, like an infographic, like it, you're watching like a weather report or you're doing a um, what are those things? The contour plots. It felt like that, which is both closer to what you actually do in a you know earth science class, yeah, and also just more fun to watch. So like the tech has also upgraded. And they and they make they give it some verisimilitude where like the kids you know, they got phones the kids have phones they da do. is glued to her tablet device the bus is decked out with modern features like just like in modern schools there's an emphasis on 21st century skills new technology let's let's bring it into the classroom and make learning fun you know guys yeah and like and they also do that kind of NCIS bullshit where they 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 click on like a, a screen on one of their tablets and it like looks into the it like zooms into whatever thing they're looking at and like pulls up a bunch of shit from like an online API Wikipedia entry of like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what a neuron looks like and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, you know, I need an accelerometer to check this. Well, you know, my phone does that. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it's honestly just magic in a different location. It's still fine. Um, I like also that because you know it's modern we're focused more on where science has changed and shifted rather than like yeah they've always done space they've always done biology i thought they were overrepresented last time mm-hmm. now we're looking at ecosystems we're looking at new developments in sustainable energy applied engineering like a lot more like you said earlier hands-on stuff yeah it's much closer to things that current kids would probably be interested in and care yeah. about like it's it's a little bit more greenpeace and and hippie but like I like that. It's always been hippie. <laughs> What's that? It's always been hippie, I think. It's even hippier now, I'd say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to say about the rest of the cast? Because I don't. All right. So the other main change to the cast is we got rid of uh, Phoebe, you know, the one who was like, well, at my old school, blah, blah, blah. Because, like, that was annoying when it was new. Um, and instead, we I mean, have... we still have that girl who's, like, according to my research, and that's still not annoying. Yeah. They're all rough. Uh, but we got Jody. I think, is is how it, it was pronounced? I think so. Yeah, so she rounds out the representation scorecard, um, possibly because India is the largest emerging market for, like, internet-based stuff. Like, mm. is it their really? market... Yeah, the market penetration in India is huge because, like, 
it's already become a big thing in their culture, but in terms of population percent that has it, it's it's like only at like 20, 25%. So it's expected to just keep increasing. Oh. So like, I, d- I, I don't know I if you considered. heard like, um, like PewDiePie has like oh, lost yeah. ground to tea, tea service or something like an Indian channel. And, you know, he's like, hey, white supremacists, can you guys bump me up above these brown people? And <laughs> but like, that's a losing battle for many reasons. Show notes. As it turns out. <laughs> too, too much? No, no, exactly the right amount. Like, call this it out, climate call rally really out. energized me. No, I don't like I don't know, man. Like, I think we're fine. <laughs> Is um, anyone really listening to us after our Gem and the Holograms episode, like expecting us to be like, you know, macho <laughs> not patriarchal the people we are. chodes? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I like I think that was a logical decision. Netflix is huge there. Netflix is huge in a lot of developing markets. Um, I think a weird choice that wasn't. I made. I think it made sense, but I think it hurt it overall. Is we really just focus on her, Ralphie, and Arnold. I like Ralphie and Arnold, so it doesn't bother me much. But I agree that the kids do have less personality in the, than in the original. It's weird, though. And it's also weird that, like, yeah, we're focusing on the two white guys. Uh, yeah, one's Jewish and one is TJ. listed as Italian. So, like, I guess that's how we do diversity <laughs> like now. representation. <laughs> like, I, like, I get it. I, I'm not... I'm not like, oh, we need one of everything. Like, but well, Arnold was, the fact what, that Arnold was always else, the poster child. That's he was not always new. the poster child. But the problem is they get all the screen time. We never see or hear very much from Keisha or Wanda or Tim, sometimes Carlos. They, like, they also whitewashed uh, Keisha and, and, yeah. and Tim. Was, was, he the, was he the black kid? Yeah, they just, they're lighter skinned now, and it's obvious, and you're like, who made that choice? Probably the same one who turned young Frizz all sexy. I'm betting it was a technician who was like, you know, in our new animation style, these don't pop as well. But, you know, he didn't try very hard. <laughs> what if we just made him whiter, though? Yeah, it, it's not great. I, I don't I don't love that that happened. And I, that's a very valid critique of the show. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they still do the diversity fine. You know, they, they like in the original, they don't just announce their races at each other and talk about like, you know, back back in my other school on, in Bangladesh, where we, you yeah. know, but they 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 didn't grow it, you know, because like Tim was always that way in the old one. We were just like, we have another kid. Yeah. But like now, Keisha is Tim. Wanda is Tim. They're all Tim. I I honestly I I didn't really take note of their differences in personality at all in either this one or in the original. Like honestly, it's always kind of been Ralphie, Carlos, and uh, well, and, I think, and Arnold show. I think they fleshed out Arnold and Ralphie. You know, Arnold is like anxious but he's like determined now he's not just a buzzkill yeah i mean like he's 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 i don't know he he went from like just naysayer to worrywart like he's yeah he he's no longer just complaining he's straight up butters from south park like it just everything scares him now see i saw him more as just like like he is a determined member of the team who's trying to like Who's trying to make things work, but he's doing it so he can get home and get out of this crazy situation. Mm, maybe. Um, Honestly, I don't think that any one of their personalities are all that different. We could talk most... about the the effort that the show goes through to try to make them pop a little bit, which is that they have character-specific episodes. They've got focus, right? Hmm. Each episode yeah. does focus on a different kid. The one where Carlos has allergies focuses on Carlos. Uh, the one in the, the first episode... 
Um, you have Arnold because he's the worrywart that's like, everything is changing and I don't like change because I am the internet. Um, and, you, you know, know I, it focuses I on him. I didn't watch a ton of episodes, but picking just a few, it always seemed to be Jody and Ralphie doing like a type A, type B thing. Mm. And everyone else was extremely secondary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably the more exothermic's the wrong word uh yeah i I don't know that seems that seems appropriate extroverted extroverted they're they're more extroverted (laughs) of the cast so that doesn't make no sense um it it doesn't feel like they've quite figured out the balance of this is another thing that we had in the original series is that edutainment they did good entertainment well they're if you're grading it on those metrics things fall down and Character development is one of them. I, Honestly, I, they do so much work trying to capture new Frizz that I, I think that it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say that... I, I think these characters are better portrayed than the original, but the fact that it's so uneven is jarring. I can I can see your point. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't honestly focus on them enough to get that myself. Mm-hmm. I, I was pretty focused on... You know the 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 new tech and the atmosphere and and all that other garbage that I tend to flock toward. Yeah. Um. One really cool thing is that they still have uh you know the original Professor Frizzle at the end of each episode. Let's um, talk about this this segment at the end. So we have a nice little intro showing kids around the world calling in to ask stuff, and this is like the sort of all right. Here's here's how we cheated in this episode yeah. segment. <laughs> and that's that's so cool like because they did they, they, they did that sometimes in the old one yeah um professor frizzle explains some of the nitpickier details and also like we get that awesome kind of flyby scene when they're introducing it where they go through a bunch of kids on their phones from all these different demographics being like hey is this a magic school bus like all of them are like are like um all of them are kind of clued into this uh to this show and like we, we want to know about this, something in the magic school bus we actually have a really cool scientific question here that wants that we want to have explained and it's the just, 13th caller with a science question we'll get to talk to the frizz <laughs> it, it's just like another cool way of you know we were talking about it in our various going to climate strike stuff where like it is useful in and of itself to see your age group just represent it just just to see that like hey these other kids are also interested in science yeah we can take part all we need is a phone all we need is a phone that that really spoke to me and you know we it, predicted it, that in this F, that in this reboot everyone would be glued to their phones yeah yeah i mean like that's somewhat true it's not entirely though no it's it's better than that i do like that uh that uh that professor frizzle uh lily lily tomlin does show up in 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 the outro just because I think that that's like a really nice kind of legacy, not joke, but like it's just a good, it's a good adhesion to kind of make the continuity stick. It's it's to it's to veer off the haters and it's like to placate. All right, yeah, here, here's your bone, guys. Here's that, your... That's part of it. I don't think that it's. I think that it benefits also just from the feeling of we're not rebooting the series. This is a continuation, and having her in the story somewhere does make it feel like. Time has passed. We have moved on from the old bit, the old stuff. Um, it, it makes it feel like a better continuity than if she wasn't there. Yeah. If you wanted to be very charitable, you could say that it's like a shoulders of giants things. Like we only got here because we had that original and we want to pay tribute. Yeah, that, that, that's probably also true. I don't know if Lily Tomlin likes doing it or if she got kind of strong armed into, you know, accepting that, you know, coming back on this. I imagine that. 
being the Frizz was pretty powerful moment in her career, but it also has been like 20 years. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine like if Back to the Future 4 comes out and uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd is asked to like, (laughs) hey, do you want to do this? He would be like, hell yes. Yeah, I I could see it going either way. Put me in a vat. I I could see it going either way. But I'm I'm glad that she's there and it does give us, you know, I, I think that the uh the function that it has is excellent you know going through the show and being like here's some stuff that we didn't talk about because it didn't fit in the framework but it's stuff that's worth knowing and you get to see it in a conversation with frizzle which is like a good way to move that information again with the edutainment thing you're giving them entertainment to help them swallow that medicine and we don't have the medicine of the actual plot to get us through this information anymore so what we actually have is lily tomlin explaining it to us with their crazy monkey uh, in like outer space or a rainforest or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact yeah. right approach to, you know, it's it, 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 like having them nitpick the stuff in the episode. That's just myth busting. You just, yeah. you just bust and makes you makes her feel good. And it's also nice because it shows like, hey, guys, yeah, labs are good. Field trips are good. But you can also learn a lot just like listening to this smart person for a minute if you just shut up. Yeah. Here's a TED talk. <laughs> We're going to do a TED Talk. I do think we should talk about the one thing that is unequivocally worse, uh, uh, and that is the intro. Yep. Okay, so this likely animation is just a thing that I can't really... <laughs> I I recuse myself, counselor. Like, I <laughs> honestly, I, I don't... Know, like, I haven't been really in this position it's before not where like the nostalgia they didn't was try. so strong. No, and like Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, honestly... This is Great. good. Like he's doing How, a good I, job. You want me to criticize a Broadway actor singing? Like I'm, I'm not in a position to do that. Yeah, it's like it, it does, it does, you know, make, it does make more sense now that the second act of Hamilton did have the Magic School Bus theme song. I was wondering Dude, about if that. they went to go visit. Oh, he would absolutely like. Me. He would absolutely like have a cameo, and he would love it. <laughs> Frizz walks on stage from the audience. No, he would be Hamilton. Um... <laughs> But here's here's the thing, like, even if it wasn't, hey, we're trying to not piss off the fans of the original, it was always going to be an impossible bar to clear because it's Little Richard. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, and also, no, yeah, it, it's just Little Richard singing that is so iconic to the soul of the Magic School Bus as a franchise. But also, like, I think some of the musical choices in the new one were off as well. Some of the notes go up instead of down or like change note a little sooner or a little late and there's some auto-tune like auto-tune's already out of style i i think i think you're rubbing up against that impossible challenge again of how close do we keep it toward the original because what we had in the original was great and because we want to have that sense of continuity and how much do we allow ourselves to take on the ethos of the magic school bus which is to be experimental and try new things but like, here's the thing it's the same thing that they do with the show if they did a complete cover or, or like just a completely different kind of feeling to it, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a complaint because they tried something new. But this is you can't help to, but to compare it. You can't change it completely. You changed a few things to show that it's not just like, oh, I'm trying to do a pale imitation. It, it's like, uh, have you heard the Weezer cover of Africa by Toto? Uh, I haven't heard the Weezer cover. No, it's the same, but worse. 
because they're trying to just emulate the old thing because some asshole on Twitter forced them to. I think you're painting with maybe too broad a brush here. <laughs> like, I mean, like I, 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 I think there's your... no, I don't think there's new ground to cover and trying to is just going to, I, I, I don't think anyone could say that this is the superior version. I think that you, I think that this is this, you can't really judge it on the merits of do we try to do it exactly or do we try to do something completely different because it just doesn't mm-hmm. hold up across all continuities like alien ant farm covering uh smooth criminal is yeah. like excellent in a distinct way and i think maybe that's what they were going for not excellent in the same way but excellent and it it is distinct because it is again it's because it's a new market like yeah maybe this actually does play better with kids of the generation, like we, you and I are not unbiased here, but a kid watching it might prefer this one to the original. Mm. Yeah, you know that's a good point. Uh, honestly, I, 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 can't I don't say, think it's. Right? I don't think it's distinct enough. Just my personal, um, my personal perspective on covers. You need to either exceed the original technically or take it in a completely new direction. Yeah, and like I think homage might be the best way to phrase this iteration yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. And and let, let me let me take a step back and like let me make it clear to everyone: I don't like this better than the original. Come on, <laughs> little Richard, I get it. I understand why Rubber that's so ducky. good. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to extract myself I'm from this conversation because I cannot be unbiased. No, and that's totally fair. And the idea that a kid might like this more makes sense. The things I run up against is like, one, they're using autotune, which the kids already like in 2017. That was passe already. That's true. And the other, the other thing is like, you know, I know I, I, I have a good bit of practice separating myself from my nostalgia, and I watched the prequel Star Wars is first. Like there, in, in some ways, you just have to be able to say this one's a, you know, all art is subjective. But on any metric that I can imagine, the original is the objectively better one. But I, I would love to hear an argument from somebody who does actually find this one better. Yeah, and, and so would I. As I would like to hear the argument from somebody who likes the prequel better than the original trilogy. Yeah, of Star I, Wars. I can't conceive of the argument, but I want to hear it. Yeah, I can conceive of the person very <laughs> easily. Because, like, many people, that was their first, you know, introduction to Star Wars. And Star Wars is something that is unique enough mm-hmm. and has enough of a following that that could become a huge passion for them and then going back to the originals they'll be like they're these special effects are garbage the lightsaber fighting looks so fucking dumb and <laughs> luke is goddamn whiny as hell like i can imagine a yeah. person going to the trilogies after having loved the prequels and being like i'm not that into this mm-hmm. but i and i can also imagine them get collectively getting shouted down by 38 year old people who can't accept that uh the times have moved on yeah you you've You've sold me. You've changed my mind via the scientific method. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, honestly, I like the original with Little Richard better. Of course I do. But, like, this one is great. Barely. You know, it's... Yeah, it's, like, it's it's not a huge difference. It's a good song. Like, it's still a great read of this song. And I, I don't think... Like, honestly, I think the animation differences are clear enough that that, that is a more valid concern for me. This, yeah, is, this yeah. is just subjective, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. 
Sorry, I to, can to, see to, that, to, and I can see that. Sorry, sorry to kind of steamroll you a little bit. There. Oh no, I I I came out far too hot on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pull that back a bit. I'm dehydrated, and it, I I didn't realize that I was that internet guy. I was oh, the internet no. though. Uh, let, let me talk a little bit about because we we've been jumping around a lot, but there's a couple points I wanted to hit on before we try to wrap up. Yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about kind of the things that we came to in the first telling of the Magic School Bus. You know, the fact that it was an edutainment show, and that means it can be, you know, uh, it can be talked about on two different merits. What's the educate? What's the edutainment the balance? And what's mm-hmm. the what's the you know entertainment balance? What do you think? Entertainment higher if you can get over that hump. Mm. Education higher because it's more relevant to my day-to-day life. I, I actually think on both of these metrics, it actually is better. And that's weird because like... Because you I don't think like it as much. Well, no, because there's a lot of things I think they did poorly that they didn't need to. The whole imbalancing of the cast, um, just, you know, certain things like that. But on the nuts and bolts level, I do think this is a better incarnation. Yeah, so let's let's break down the edutainment balance. Uh, the tech they they use in ver- in universe is updated to more modern imaging techniques. Um, they spend more of the episode discussing the scientific concepts than the original as well. Like I went back and watched a couple of the original, and they take half the episode getting to the bus. And they connect, yeah. You know, the, it, it is more character building, but it's at the sacrifice of a different thing. So I, I think maybe what we're seeing in the fact that the the characters aren't all that fleshed out in the new one is because they're focusing a little harder on the actual, let's talk about the science. Yeah, and I think they connect things a lot better. You know, like, this was the problem I had with the original chemistry episode in the old version where, you know, you have this molecular scale thing and you have this macro scale uh, uh emergent property of matter and the connection between those is not obvious but when you do the like phases of water thing like oh yeah that they connected constantly back and forth like they they repeated it you know they reinforced it over time I the also, way a good lesson would i also think that uh the fact that new frizz gives them the environment to learn in and then just steps the fuck off yeah, because like that's very powerful. You could make an argument that the original Ms. Frizzle was the show. You can't do that here. No, absolutely. And I not. think that's I think that's stronger. I think that's better. It's it's even better now that like especially you and I having been in the educational system from both ends, uh, recognize that kids today are not really taught to think critically and to come up with their own questions. Mm-hmm. They're t- taught to answer questions certainly. But, like, seeing the kids presented with a situation start talking to each other and trying to figure out what's going on without prompting from a teacher, holy yeah. shit. That's empowering. It's incredible. <laughs> so, like, honestly, that, that that more than anything else makes me appreciate this as, like, an edutainment show. Mm-hmm. And, and that I- is something that we are kind of losing to the internet age and the... Um, you know the 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 rampant corporatizing of our educational system and like trying to pit people against each other so hard is that we don't teach critical thinking and this explicitly teaches critical thinking yeah, yeah it, it exemplifies it it gives you examples to follow as you're generating your own knowledge it's constructivist so cool um 
Do you want, the, should we maybe give an example of that just to like make it absolutely clear? So the um the one I watched, the engineering failures, where like, oh, we want to go off to this planet and get this you know crystal thing that's really awesome, but we need to design like a special rover to do it and test a model under certain conditions. And like one character's like, um, guys, we're gonna do this right the first time. We'll test it on Earth, sure, but. You know, we figured it out. We thought about it really hard. I'm sure we can do this. And they're like, oh, well, this failed. And then some of them are like, well, maybe we can make compromises. Maybe, maybe Ralphie, we don't need this ice machine on board the rover. Um, and then, you know, Ralph, Ralphie will say like, oh, what if it had anti-gravity? And they're like, well, we did some modeling. The anti-gravity doesn't work. But that brought us to think of this other thing which would work. And like they're like, oh, even though my idea wasn't, you know, feasible, it got us thinking about this other thing. And she's like, yes, just show me that iteration. Just start. Like they always told me in my physics classes, just start writing. Like it, yeah. you don't, it doesn't really matter how far you get. You just got to start writing. You're going to get somewhere. It's going to help. I'm, but uh, like the hardest I- thing is to start. I'm teaching general chemistry, or I'm TAing general chemistry right now, mm-hmm. and I see students, like, they're learning unit conversions, right? Like, you start with one unit, you go through a bunch of of form, of equations, and then you, you end, end up, up with a different unit. one. Moon unit. Moon uh, unit. Is that Frank Zappa? Yeah, that's Frank Zappa's kid. So. And when, we're off. So when you're starting, when you're starting that. And we give you an example with like two conversions and you like, oh, you set up an equivalency and then you set up another one that's a ratio and you end up at the right answer, but you didn't learn unit conversions and it's really going to screw you up. And I have to like explain to them like, guys, you can move numbers around and get there, but the process does matter. (laughs) Yeah, the the process kind of gives you the way to think about an abstract concept in a way that your brain doesn't intuitively jump to and when you have a bunch of concepts you're not used to hanging around your brain yeah putting them down on the page makes perfect sense yeah of course but so too but so too does going through things rigorously thinking fact checking talking to each other like yeah but i I feel like we enjoy this more than most people because we're science nerds maybe maybe that's it i think honestly in in grad school the best part about grad school was talking through a a homework problem that none of us understood and just like yes all right let's let's go from it at this angle because we're a bunch of idiots and we can't remember exactly how to do this particular thing and the book is very unhelpful so let's start from basics and try to crack this yeah yeah um how do you feel like the show did on the entertainment angle i say better Better, but still, it's on that curve. It's, it's like it's on the edutainment curve, certainly. Um, better than the original. I think that they do a decent job integrating the funny moments with the education, so that neither feels forced. They don't feel that witty, and I didn't no, it's laugh. Not. <laughs> I mean, the dialogue's better just because people in Holly like it's more competitive more, now. Better writers, yeah. Better writer. You know, Arnold uh, at one point says. Uh, my life flashed before my eyes, and it's way more interesting than it should be. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a line that could be in the original, but probably not consistently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I, I wrote one moment down, which I thought was like, you know, doesn't work on me, but I see the humor in it, which is that they're all tired from building uh, that brick fortress for like the third time. And one of them's like, I'm so tired, my eyelashes hurt. The other one's like, I'm so tired, my shoelaces hurt. And then Ralphie says, I'm so talk, I can't tired right. Like, yeah, okay, like three iteration joke. Like, I, I know this formula, but it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're still on PBS. Uh, 
or PBS level. Yeah. The um, that, that, but that I will has say a pretty like, low ceiling for comedy. Yeah, like I watched maybe three or four episodes of this, yeah, and same. I jumped ahead and watched like ten episodes of our next show. So like, oh wow. <laughs> and I don't yeah. intend to watch more of this. No, I don't either. But I do th- until I, do I have think, kids. Honestly, I'm going to recommend this to you know my friends who do have kids because it's it's good. Yeah. It's like strong. It's like very good. You know, like for all the reasons that we've discussed on like how it. It, it depends on what you want. Like, if I can briefly, for the last time, go back to that why does the internet <laughs> hate it so much space that I should probably... I'm probably taking it personally in a way that I shouldn't. But, like, uh, think about what is the purpose of this show. Purpose is not to make you feel like a kid again. The purpose mm-hmm. is to teach a new generation how to get interested in science. And it kills that. It totally nails it. Right. So like it it like honestly, I don't see how you can look at this show and try to embody the um the 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 demographic group that it's trying to appeal to and not see it as a as a pretty pretty obvious success. Ben, have you have you checked out any of the other um like single episode reboots that they did lately? I'm thinking The Rocko's Modern Life or The or Invader, the Invader Zim. Yeah, I haven't. I really should. I, I feel like they. I feel like they would scratch an itch for me. They made me. You know, they. They added on the originals. They were all. They were completely additive, and they were completely upfront about like, hey, this is not the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Like, they're willing to jump out in front of it and be like, listen, we we understand that it's different. Um, you don't have to watch it, <laughs> but like, if you do, you know, we're gonna try to make sure you have a good time. Yeah, listen. Netflix has not figured out how to turn a profit yet, so it's going to pump out as many cheap reboots of things that you already like as it can. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll figure it out. We'll be there <laughs> for it. Because that's how the economy works now. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I think we can start closing up shop. Uh, Magic School Bus rides again. Keep keep on riding. Yeah, keep... See you yeah. later, space bus bus rider, bus driver. Yeah, did he never return? No, he never returned, and that gravity is still unlearned. You may ride through ever through the streets of space. It's the bus that never returned. When will we understand gravity? When will we understand that fucking song? Well, he got on the subway and couldn't leave. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to leave because he you know how you like pay fifty cents. You know, or something. yeah, you know how you pay when you get off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, you have to stay on it. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And your wife can pass you a sandwich, but not change. When the train comes rumbling through. I can't believe that song is... The depression was hard on all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when they jailed people for trying to get off of bus... For trying to get off of buses. (laughs) Guys, I'm I'm just hurting your property values here. I haven't bathed in a month. (laughs) Yeah, you're... you're, This is like... This is needlessly punitive. This is... You're no longer helping your own business. Ben, what are we going to watch next time where this sort of tangent would be completely in place? Uh, next time we are watching for our finale in the Use Old Cartoons trilogy, which I'm going to have to think of a name for. Uh, we will be watching C-Lab 2021. Yeah, have you have you started cracking into this? Because I've started finding my old favorites. i thinking and... about it, and that's been kind of plenty because <laughs> I remember on a lot of it. It's real uneven. I think you're going to remember the great parts and then forget like, oh, God, our sensibilities were bad in the yeah. 90s. I, I'm kind of expecting that. Like I said last time, I'm expecting that I'll like it the least out of the three now that I have mm-hmm. went and looked back at all three of them now that I'm an adult. 
Um, but this was definitely the one that hit me where I was at the best when I watched it the first time. So I'll be interested. It's weird because they're all impossible to watch with other people who have never seen them. Yeah. I think, are they? <laughs> like, I mean, you have to do that berserk thing where you're like, I need to explain to you how this even happened in the first place before you can even <laughs> appreciate it. And you, you can't watch all of it. You have to watch it through like one eye. No, like I can watch Space Ghost and there's a lot of awkward silences. Have you ever had an awkward silence and then there's another person right there who just has to be part of it because you said like, hey, check out this great show. That's why I don't do it and why it's like one of my biggest pet peeves is people trying to get me to watch shit in front of them. <laughs> uh, well, that know, should be fun. And you love I, pushing that button. I look forward to us saying, hey, this absurdism is really funny their sensibilities were not up to up to our current speed. Oh, I'm sorry. They would murdered you just like a to do the episode now, or maybe just give me a chance to actually watch it. Uh, uh Tuesday, Tuesday, good for you. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't take very long. I'm, I'm excited uh, to look back at it. I really appreciate having gone through those. They were for adults, and I was a kid, and now they're probably actually for kids, and now I'm an adult. Like that's, that's a, ex- that is exactly correct. That's a, that's a fun mix. It's like Homestar. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to enjoy it. But uh, Zane, what are we mm-hmm. going to do after that? Well, Ben, um, I want to do an anime. Tough shit. Where we haven't, um, you know, we haven't had a lot of like classic animes lately. It's all been like anime that's kind of animish. And we, I want to do like that was twenty episodes ago. Was it really? Yeah, it was. Holy, holy moly. Yeah. Um, so next time we are going to watch something that hopefully has aged well. I don't know because I never saw it originally, but I read the manga, Ranma One Half. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. The, That'll be a fun one to talk about. I feel like I've watched a couple of episodes of the anime. There, I remember very distinctly a YouTube video of I would walk 100 mi- uh, would walk 500, 500 miles set to Ryoga wandering around with his terrible sense of direction that I don't believe can exist. Um, yeah, I, I so I've got pretty strong memories, and I remember reading a bunch of your manga. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Apparently, it's an extremely faithful adaptation of the manga. Spooky. Um, I will say that it's on Hulu, but they show a lot of like naked breasts of 15 year olds. That's that so. good. Good warning. That's a that's, that's a good warning to have. That's the of territory that. we're operating in. Yeah, and that's the that's like the from what I remember from those uh, manga. That's the that's the floor. Right. <laughs> There's also a lot of groping and grabbing of said breasts by 60 year old men. It was the 80s, you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a very different time. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, NSFW for that, children. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Any parents listening to this? Magic School Bus rides again? Totally fine to show to your kids. Rama one half? Maybe, maybe wait a few years. C Lab 2021. Buried in the ground. <laughs> yeah, we don't need don't need that anymore. We've gone beyond it. It's not even an, an important cultural touchstone. It's you, just like some people got high recently. I'm and... sure that we'll get into this next episode. But do you think in a like a couple decades there will be a C Lab 2022? I think everyone will be kind of concerned about the fact that everything's already underwater. Not to you know be that climate <laughs> Ooh, guy again, but you know we're all gonna die. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, way to way to grab that from me. Way to grab the mic. <laughs> Um, All right, everyone. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for joining in. I'm. I, I hope this episode came in okay. I think that there was a lot of skipping around, reheated. We still haven't quite figured out how to do it, but uh, hopefully 
we talked enough about this show that yeah. you got a good, pretty good idea of of, uh, of its fabric. So, an audience, if you want to grab the mic, go so ahead. If you want to grab the mic, please go to our Facebook page. You leave a comment there, or you can go to our website, cartoncast.com, and leave us a com- uh, leave us an email on our contact page on our group website of fancybat.com, where you can check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, what you can do if you really want to help us out is go to your podcatcher app of choice and give us a review. Uh, they really help out, and it makes me feel great every time I see one. So tell us something. Uh, tell us how you like the show. Tell us uh, advice for the future, and give us a five-star review if you feel like stoking our egos. What'd you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and then more than anything else, tell your friends about the show. And tell your, fr- tell, and tell, tell your children about climate change. Yeah, honestly, their children are probably going to be telling them about yeah, climate change. They probably know. <laughs> they read phones. the books. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we, when aliens come down and find our charred husks and lifeless bodies, maybe they'll watch the Magic School Bus and learn something about, God, what what, what used to populate a he- salmon? Yeah, or, or maybe they'll, they'll, the aliens will come down and they'll see us all Naruto running. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> do, have you, do, uh, I'm so, so, like, we're, okay. One minute hiatus from the end of the episode, so we can talk about this real quick. Have you checked out that those fuckers scheduled the Area Fifty One raid on the same day as the climate strike? You and you go browse, to both. My friend browse, was browsing Reddit the whole time. He's like, "This is all they're talking about." Goddamn, <laughs> these goddamn internet weebs. <laughs> this is so funny. I mean, like, I I appreciate that from like a difficulty trying to get the word out about a thing that will absolutely kill all of us. But like apparently like the the story of the climate uh, of the uh area 51 thing is so funny to me like every so often ulysses just like shows me his phone of some other bullshit that this <laughs> area 51 thing has has spawned like somebody in military uniform trying to teach a group of like military personnel what the naruto run is with like a powerpoint <laughs> presentation I'm not explaining it here. I'm. I'm oh God, we have a lot of show notes this one. Saying <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a specific one that came up recently um, that a reporter was out there in Area 51 because there was a bunch of people who were just camping out and having a party yeah. of like, hey, we all came here because we're big goobers. How about we just have a party? <laughs> and like someone Naruto ran past the, past the reporter. reporter. Did you did you see that? I saw that picture. I didn't. It's, it's it's a video. It looks amazing because he's trying to remain straight faced, and some mad lad is just like <laughs> sprinting across the doing a Naruto run. It's very funny. I'm so glad. Like the end of the world is going to have so much ironic self chuckling, and I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it. I, honestly, it it hits that same place as uh as Ultimate Muscle, or, or just as professional wrestling in general. Of just like this mm-hmm. is some beautiful nonsense. And I'm, beautiful nonsense. I'm here for it. <laughs> beautiful nonsense. The opposite of the magic school bus rides again. <laughs> beautiful nonsense. Parentheses. But I'm here for it. Right on, citizen. <laughs> what? Right on, bus citizen. <laughs> Get on the bus. Jamaica plane. When he got there, the conductor, 
Bye.